In this Story Save podcast, our producers chat with the Story Save teller for 2020, Judith Poirier, at her home in Montreal. I'm happy that you asked for tea, because I went once to my, uh, my aunt and uncle's place, and uh, they offered me tea, and they, they brought me a special kind of tea. And he said, hey... It smells, it smells the same tea that my mother used to bring home. His, his mother was working da- uh, in the old Montreal. And with that, Judith welcomed us to her home, serving tea and telling a story. Welcoming people to her home is central to the concept of her Story Save album. In it, she shares stories in English and in French blending family stories with folk tales and some song. The album is called Bienvenue dans mon salon double. The salon double is uh, it's a typical room in Montreal row houses. Uh, two-story houses or three it's it's typical in um, working class neighborhood you have you have windows in front of the house and windows in the back. They have a central corridor that goes from the the front door to the one that gets you to the balcony in the back. And on the side, most of the time, you have a salon double. It's like two rooms, but without a wall in between them for the light that comes from the windows reach the one in the back. Um, so many of those apartments, typical apartment in Montreal, have this kind of double salon double. I think they would call it also in English, they would call it double parlor. And what I like about that room is people use that room with uh, for what they need. The family evolve, they have more children. Okay, the room gets used differently. The front part is the living room, but the back part is a room. For, for the kids to sleep in. And when they grow older, remember my grandmother sitting in our salon double. And the front part was the living room, but the back part was with the bridge table. And this is where they play bridge. They, they gather friends. And I think most of the time, her life was in that back room. As a grown-up, when I had my own apartment, I had always had an apartment like that. The idea for two separate but connected spaces speaks strongly to Judith. In in my life, I often felt that I had uh, two. I have two jobs. I have I work for a network of family resource centers. This is my day job, but I am also a professional storyteller. I'm part of the storytelling community, with connection with the anglophone side and connection with the francophone side. Uh, the, the symbol of double is part of my life in many ways. For me, it was important to, for a city, people will be listening from everywhere they are in the world, from their home, from their car, from wherever they are. But I wanted to share the same space and the best I think the best place for me to welcome people to hear story was to have them come into my home. On her album, Judith's family stories are rooted in the vibrant streets of Montreal in the 1930s and 40s. 
The city itself is an important influence on her work. Storytelling in Montreal is multi-story, multi-language, multi... Uh, it's it's a, a great variety of uh, kind of people. And maybe they don't always connect between each other because... Uh, because of the language barrier, but even if they are not at the same place always at the same time, uh, it's part of Montreal. You have Montreal has, even from very, very long ago, you had people, yeah, that, that spoke French, that spoke, uh, that spoke English, uh, and spoke Yiddish. It was the third language in Montreal in the early 19th. And you have uh, neighborhoods that are mostly populated by Italians, by Greeks. Uh, so you, when you, you when you walk in Montreal, depending on what period of time you were, you could hear all kind of languages. And today, it's still the same. Growing up, this multiplicity of languages also rang through Judith's home. She tells us her mother loved to sing especially in other languages. She would sing la cucaracha, la cucaracha, no puede caminar, porque ne tiene, porque ne falta. Marijuana que fuma. And I'm not sure I have the good words, <laughs> but I remember her singing Itali Italian songs, uh, Spanish songs. And so I remember growing up in that kind of environment. Songs became a strong part of Judith's storytelling. She will often start her performances by singing a song because, she says, it brings her and the audience into the present moment. Mon père a fait bâtir maison, j'entends le moulin, tac, l'a fait bâtir à trois pignons, tic-tic, tic-tac, j'entends le moulin. Yeah, it brings me energy in me, it brings me a sense of purpose, a sense of uh, what it means to be here and now. Judith also weaves songs into her folk tales and family stories. It's like three threads. You have the traditional tales, you have the family uh, stories, and you have the songs. Uh, a song for me is something that brings life in a story. It brings meaning, it brings connection and uh, and all those all those those songs are related to uh, to my childhood or I've learned them uh, after by, because I wanted to know which songs my mother knew which songs my family relatives knew so they were part of the 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 tradition of our family and it's French Canadian songs but also uh, songs in Italian because in the 40s, well, even in the 20s, uh, 30s, uh, these songs were very, very popular among French Canadians. They love bel canto. So I gather a lot, uh, some, some stories. So I'm not a singer, it's not my major art, but I like very much to blend stories. But they have to be meaningful, so it has to be connected. The songs Judith selects for her stories also work to engage her audience, to pull them in. And, and yeah, and those things, the becanto, what it's very interesting, it's it's not harsh, it's not uh, staccato, it's just something like a wave. You sing like surfing, <laughs> but with a very gentle wave that brings you wherever you want. Bella, 
Regina son dell'amor, tutti mi dicono Stella, Stella di Songs for me play, play that role to, for myself and for the audience to help us move into the, the story world. I became a storyteller first by listening to stories, and most of them were uh, family stories. <laughs> I started telling to others, telling stories when I was working in a daycare center in, in a school setting. So it was the kid going to school, so it during lunchtime and after after school. And I remember not being very gifted in offering a focus. One kid would tell me, oh, I'd like to do this. Okay, we'll do that. Or another one in my group would say, ah, I would like to do this. Okay, we'll do that also at the same time. So it was exhausting because I want to make sure that everybody do what they want. But <laughs> it was energy consuming and it was not quite efficient uh, in terms of discipline. And I, I was starting to learn some folk tales and I was enjoying Greek myths. So I started to tell story. So at that point, we were all, my group, the kids, me, we were all doing the same thing at the same time, at the same place. And they really enjoyed it. And I, me too. So they were my first coaches. And this is how I started to, it, it started from there that I really felt at, from that point that, oh, this is a way to get connected. When I started listening to storytellers, what I really observed, it was the one that felt, that I felt were the most themselves. They didn't take on the, the hat of the storyteller or the, they, they truly were just themselves telling different kind of story. And I really value and I really connected with those storytellers. And I said to myself, I have to be true to myself and to have this kind of présence, we will say in French, uh, authenticity. So for me to, to blend family stories with folktales, to weave them all, is to get people a sense of who is in front of them, who is with them, telling them stories. Early on, Judith was drawn in by how stories can reflect identity in powerful ways. For this reason, Greek myths were a profound discovery for her. Greek myth was so important because it made me feel that I, that I exist. What I love about Greek myth, it's you have all those kind of women that they have their own path, they have their own struggle, and you have that diversity. As a Catholic or a Christian, uh, as role model for women, we have uh, the virgin, the prostitute, and the mother. Three. That's all. Uh, but you have uh, Artemis, you have Aphrodite, you have uh, all those kind of women, very powerful, each in their kind of power, each in their kind of uh, uh, quest in life, and they argue with each other. They, they have all their 
identity very strong. And for me, like uh, some of them never uh, married. They are not mothers, but they are taking care of others. Because growing up, I didn't see myself a mother. I'm not a mother, and I very value people who are mother. But uh, I it helped me to find... Um, a sense of uh, purpose, a sense of uh, belonging, to being part of a large community that was accepting who I am and that was accepting everybody as they are, even if they argue. So Greek, Greek myth was uh, very interesting and important for me. I am a woman, so I need to, to, to have character that are uh, empowered, that they they decide by their own will that they will succeed. They will interact. They will make their own choice. They will make their own mistakes. But as a woman, I, I think we need stories that, that can support us, that can uh, share wisdom, that can share, oh, I've been through this. So I think for, for men, is the same thing. They, everyone needs to recognize themselves in stories. The folk tales on Judy's Story Save album are some of her most treasured tales. The ones told in English are traditional French stories, and the ones told in French are taken from English works. Most of the folk tales I will tell are in my life since a very long time ago. I, it, it's like close friends. I've heard one teller once uh, say once that we have as storytellers we know a lot of people. We know we know a lot of friends. So meaning we know a lot of uh, tales, but we have only uh, a few number of close friends. And these the sh the the stories I will share are those close friends that I want the, the audience, the public, to to discover. There's a Tijan story that I will tell in English. He got himself in trouble and he gets the help of a princess. And she, for helping him, she says, lay on the ground. I will sit on the ground too. And you will put your head on my thigh and my cuisse. And I will put you to sleep. Je vais t'endormir. And when he woke up, the job he had to do is done. And it, I love that part, just her getting him to fall asleep. And during his sleep, the job gets done. I, I, I love those kinds of stories because they have, they have so much beauty, power, but also beauty. And I'm very fascinated by those stories. And I think it's the beauty that gets me uh, hooked. In another one that comes from Denmark, the man who had a large family, and he has... Uh, 427 kids and all boys but in, in one part of the story he just moved with his horse into a lake a big one and the, the horse will drink all the water from the lake I love that image also so you have this man sitting on his horse and just the horse taking a very long time but keep Drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. So there's a sense of time, a sense of beauty in, in that. And it brings, it brings uh, laughters because the horse drinks all the, the water and the fishes are left <laughs> flapping, flapping around. So it's, yeah, it's, it's beauty, it's humor, 
but it's in it's the intelligence of weaving all the the wit the the challenges the beauty that's what gets me hook blended into those beautiful folk tales are judith's family stories but to collect them she needed to do a lot of family research an experience that was deeply rewarding it's kind of connecting and valuing the people in my family and to pay attention just to stop and listen and i would go to my aunt's place and they would say oh we don't i don't have much thing to tell you but i i got there around six in the afternoon and left around midnight and we had watched a photo album and all those stories that were coming and, and sometimes it was only portraits and i value also portraits it gives you a sense of who they are how it was in those days in, in the 40s and the 50s and the 30s and how was it how was the city that at that time what kind of job they had uh what kind of uh, relationship as friendships they had and so it was for me to to honor them and also it i it really helped me to get more grounded to i think to have a more meaningful voice it's important for me to visit the past and i remember someone asking me is it for nost- is it nostalgia and i really th- thought that was a that was a very good question for me it's not nostalgia but it kept me thinking uh what i consider important in the past is that people went through hard times and joyful time so the the notion of past it's not nostalgia it's not that oh they they, they had a better time in those days they, no it, it's more that there's a connection that's important to maintain that people went through similar things in the past and they succeed or they learn lessons and they moved on and they they lived they they shared they loved they they argued they uh, they sang songs they knew and they, we we think about our period with all that technology with all the the progress uh, but each each time has its own uh, richness their own treasures so for me the past is how can i preserve that knowledge that came from the past and make it move on and continue the sharing because if my mother know so many songs it's because someone told her sang those songs to her and she passed some of them to me and i'm trying to pass to to share them with others the one i know or the one that i can find again bring them back to life so i would say i'm a kind of storyteller that um, love to always be in a work in progress i would say because it's it's a never ending process to try to make all those stories and songs relevant to one another as a storyteller i'll always also need to know what's relevant to what's happening here and now if i'm telling to an audience i need to know 
what will touch them, what, who are they, and to build that connection. You can find Judith Poirier's album, Bienvenue dans mon salon double, in the Story Save section of the Storytellers of Canada website. Since 2002, StorySave has been recording and sharing the work of Canada's master storytellers. StorySave is a program of Storytellers of Canada, Contours to Canada. It is generously supported by Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. This episode was produced by Marion Gruner with support from Susan Charters. Technical production by David Merlo and Ellen Payne-Smith. Music by John Luke Hefferman. I'm Murray McGregor. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Balado, the Story Save podcast. You can find us on Google Podcasts and anywhere else you might get your podcasts. And while you're there, subscribe so you never miss a new episode.